0: Hey, everybody. It's Doug Schauff with 3MAX Oceanside and MakeManYourHome.com. In this week's episode of the Make Man Your Home podcast, I'm going to see Bettina Blanchard. Um, she, she's a professional organizer and a stager. Um, she's not your normal, like, organize your closet type person. She uh, specializes in people, like, downsizing. Um, she talks a lot about, like, the baby boomer generation and, and being able to downsize um and organize all that and help make uh, that transition for people. So it's really going to be uh, a great interview, so let's do this. (laughs) All right, everybody. Everybody, I made it over to see uh, Bettina, uh, and when I say I made it over, I mean she came to my office. So we're here at uh, Remax Oceanside. We're going to do the podcast from here today. Um, so glad you made it over. Thanks for coming.
1: Yeah, yeah. thanks for having me. Yeah. I love this. Um,
0: yeah, this is this is going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I met Bettina really just a, a few weeks ago, right? Yeah. I mean, um, we were, she was referred to me by by a close friend. And uh, just by chance, I think she she worked on some clients, you know, that I ended up, you know, somebody buying a house and you were the one that staged it and all that stuff. So she does, I don't want to say just staging because it's more organizing, um, helping people downsize, things like that. Right. Which we'll get into that in a minute because I want to learn a little about you first. Okay. So tell me, where are you from?
1: So I'm from Boston. Boston? Boston.
0: So you're what they, what we call... A from asshole. away,
1: <laughs> some people would so say some that. People, right, some right. people would. Yeah, 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 I hope to not be, but yeah, yeah, know, of some people might say that. No,
0: so far you're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. uh, what part of Boston? Were
1: you so in? I grew up just south of. Um, the city okay. in Braintree. It's the last stop on the Red Line now, but when I was there, it was, Quincy was the last stop, so it's been a while.
0: Uh, you know, that's interesting. Oddly enough, and my brother who edits this will we'll probably put something in there.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, you have my relatives father, My Quincy? father lived in Quincy for yeah. a long time when we were growing up. We spent a lot of time. Remember, uh, we took the Red Line up to you Boston. You kind of right?
1: have more of a Boston sound to you. Did you grow well, up in Maine?
0: No, I grew up in uh, Buffalo, New York, oh, but right. my father found his way to Boston. I'm going to say in the '80s, so I was young. So we yeah. used to go to Boston and Cape Cod you know, yep. in the summer and yep. stuff like that. But he lived in Quincy for a long time. So yeah.
1: that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, look at that. How about that? Yeah.
0: So what was it like growing up in Braintree, Quincy? Oh, it that was,
1: was an awesome. interesting time, then, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. You know, when you say the first image I have when you say what was it like growing up. Is me riding my bike all over Kingdom Come because that's what we did. That's awesome. I mean, we yeah. like, I did not feel, I didn't get a car till I was a senior.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I rode my bike everywhere.
0: That's so great. Yeah. That sounds like I mean that's kind of hilarious. all
1: over like, all over town. Yeah. Like that doesn't happen to the kids not so much. Not so much now. No. Yeah,
0: no, it's it's interesting. They're calling
1: Ubers. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, and, yes, they and, are. and it, we're paying phones. for it, <laughs> yeah. but they're calling Ubers. Yeah, and yeah. I don't think legally Ubers can even carry under eighteen year olds. Oh, that's a good question. I'm I not don't, sure. I think.
0: Yeah. My oldest is 11, so I'm not there yet. No, you're but, not. Uh, she, she took an Uber with me once. Yeah. She thought it was the best thing. Oh, such, it's, right, yeah, right. they're pretty cool. Yeah. But it, uh, it's not, it sounds similar to how I grew up, too, because I think about that a lot. Like when we were kids, I mean, we were just like, hey, you know, go. C- go yeah.
1: Come home and the streetlights come on.
0: That's what we were. Yeah. yeah. Street yeah. lights come on, you get your butt home. Yeah. Everybody, like all of us. Like yeah. So love no we love summertime
1: because <laughs> I mean, it was bedtime when we, you know, finally made it through the door. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Sure. Yeah. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. We went to, we didn't, we, because we lived on the road to the Cape. Braintree was considered, it's on Route 3.
0: Right. So it's Heading considered down the road there.
1: to the Cape. Yeah. Right. So we, um, but we didn't go to the Cape. Okay. We went to New Hampshire, which is how I got to Maine. Oh, you went the other way. Yeah, we went the other way. Yeah, yeah. okay. I think because my dad commuted into the city. Every day, mm. I think he wanted a break from the traffic.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. But, yeah, um, so rather than going down,
1: yeah. And UNH was too expensive, so I I, I had my sights set on Orono. So you did? Oh, you went to Orono. University of Maine in Orono, UMass and UConn had reasonable out-of-state tuitions at the time. Yeah. Um, UVM, UNH, and URI were like, might as well go to an Ivy League school, you know, price-wise. Right, right. So makes sense. So I couldn't, you know, so New Hampshire wasn't on the wasn't on my short list And Massachusetts of course was, but I preferred to go somewhere else. So that's I ended up in Maine. I'd never been to Maine. It's like And then and now I'm still here.
0: Right. I never left. You never left? No. Oh,
1: oh isn't that awesome? No, yeah, no, yeah. never. Left. I've right. so lived all around the state. Right. And finally made it to Portland.
0: Oh you did, okay. yeah, because so, yeah, you went up to school up in Oran. I went to Oran. Which oddly enough my father lived in Oriental for a long time. Yeah. And my brother went to Orion. Yeah. So <laughs>
1: With, you know it's okay, hey, apparently.
0: Yeah. Um what'd you study?
1: I studied agricultural and resource economics. Interesting. I know, huh?
0: What was your What was your goals at that point? Were you like, uh, what, well, like, what did you want to do? You know, how you do
1: want? you know what you're gonna you want to do when you're yeah. 17 years old? That's I tripped <laughs> over a UMO. I you to party. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I didn't even think that, but not that I didn't. But I didn't make it. Right. I I came, uh, but I was definitely going to college. There was no like that was my, the next step
0: right to growing
1: up yes yeah, sure. and I was not gonna stay at home right like through all that's yeah, happening you're, now you're out of here I was, that was my ticket man I was taking it yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was that's, ready to go you know fun. my parents raised me to want to go to college and that's what I did yeah I came across a UMO catalog and I don't know I was just flipping through it and they had this degree program called agricultural and resource economics and I thought wow, that sounds really cool yeah seriously I got early acceptance because nobody That's applied real. to that program early. Yeah. There weren't farmers or. So, all my classmates were um, some notables in my class. Okay. So, Harry Ricker from Ricker Hill Orchards okay. was in my class. Um, Marsha Knight from Smiling Hill Farm and uh, Hillside Lumber.
0: Okay.
1: Um, Gary Sukforth from Suki Kennels. Uh, who else? There were a few. Like I had some,
0: and some, Bettina Blanchard. and
1: Bettina Blanchard. So, <laughs> and, um, no, he wasn't an AG student, but um, Pape. Um, oh, what's his name? I can't remember his name. The Pape, the the Pape show they got. Yeah, 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 I forget his name. But okay. anyway, they were all they were like. That's in that program. In that, yeah. Pape was the only one that wasn't, right. but the other guys were. So that
0: was like literally just out of a brochure. You said, hey, that's what like I do." And you never
1: changed your major. And I did not like, hey, change my sugar. major. Isn't that like- it's, Isn't that awesome? So then, and then what kept me here. So, you know, when you start off on something like that, everybody takes the same, you know, sociology. Right, and yeah. You gotta I got to deal bio one. That yeah. was my worst class. Yeah. But um, when I started to get into it, I loved it. I just loved it. Isn't so so I did an internship with the main department of agriculture when I was a junior. So okay. my from the end of my sophomore year, so all the way through my junior year to the second semester junior year and then senior, I, I was actually back on campus. But mm. my internship was like almost a year long. Wow. And I loved it. So Department of Agriculture, I had a great experience. I met some really incredible people, people I still am in contact with. I mean it really was it was sort of a game changer for awesome. me. Yeah. And then from there, this was really cool. My first job after I graduated, I did a little bit of farm internship stuff because I was a girl from the suburbs studying agriculture. Right. But I went to work for the Maine Organic Farmers and Gardeners Association. Interesting. And I ran the Common Ground Fair. Really? I did. Why? Wow. I was the first full time director of special events. It was a it was a milestone for the organization to have someone paid full time.
0: Has right, painful to do it. And
1: yeah. and. Um, yeah, it was really cool. And I was 24 years old. And I, oh I goodness. mean, I. So how did
0: that happen? Did that it just fall on your lap? Or well, or no. like, it? like hey, it was, you should run this. <laughs> so my,
1: my the, the, the guy who was my internship, Sort of boss was named Titania York, and he actually started the Chronograph Fair. It was his idea. okay. So he was the first director as a volunteer. He was on the board of Mofka. and then um, it it handed down. it grew from Titania. It went to Paul Chartrand and then Bill Whitman and then me. So I was the first woman, mm-hmm. first full-time director. Okay. And I met so at Mofka fast forward forty years, which was a few years ago, not not many years ago. Mofka throws a big party for their 40th anniversary, and I get invited. Nice. And I show up, and you all have name tags, and the fellow who's doing the job as director of special events meets me, and I knew I'd, i had been on the website, and I checked it out a little bit, and I I said, uh, so I knew who he was, and he said to me, what? Like, he didn't know who I was. which just fine. Like, yeah. He's like, what brings you here? And I looked at him, and I said, I used to do your job. <laughs> I said in 1984 and 85. Now the Comic ground fair is all about the poster, right? Right. Like so, and I said it was the peas. Um, it was the second year, and the chickens for the 1984 was the chickens, and 1985 were the peas. And he looked at me, and he says, and he's like, we're checking each other out. He looks right. at me, he leans in a little. And he's like, we're we're thinking we're about the same age now. Right. He's like how old were you <laughs> and i said to him i was a child and i mean like seriously really people funny. would come up to me and say i need to see the fair director and i'd say what can i do for you and then they'd be like no really i was the doogie hauser yeah i was the doogie, really, hauser. Really, really, yeah. was the doogie <laughs> hauser of the common fair isn't that fun
0: yeah
1: that's <laughs> so, awesome so it was really fun i I, I for a long time i i would say it was, I think, my claim to fame in this lifetime. But I've moved on from that. It was my claim to fame for many years. For that,
0: yeah, how long yeah. did you do that? Two. Two years? Yeah. Yeah, great. Yeah,
1: I'm a, I'm a sort of got to keep it interesting, got to keep, it keep fresh. moving around. I was young.
0: Makes sense. I yeah. did
1: two seasons. That age, and,
0: I did that too and I went through my 20s. Okay, yeah. What's next? What's yeah, next? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, but it
1: was a big, I mean, even then, so 84 and 85, the budget for the fair was over $200,000. I mean, that, right. that's not a chump change now, right. but then it was... Thanks. So, right. yeah. yeah, that's a lot of money
0: back then. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. So, that's great. I know, huh? So after that, where'd you where you go? What'd you do?
1: Oh, I meandered my way around. I so what cool things did I do? I um Oh, I've done some non-profit. So I, that was sort of the beginning of my nonprofit work. Okay. And um, so then I did some marketing stuff. That I went back to the Department of Agriculture. So I was an intern there mm-hmm. when I was in college. And then I went back and I was a intern. No, I guess I wasn't. I was a marketing associate. Okay. So I did that for a while. I worked on a farm. Oh, wow. Um, what did I do after Moffka? I went out of state. And then what did I do when I came back? God, I'm having a blank on that. That's okay. Um... Eventually, I decided that I was interested not so much. Oh, I know. I worked for a recycling company. Okay. So they were bought by Waste Management, but it used to be called Resource Conservation Services. And I had a cool job for them. They would recycle wood ash from biomass boilers, so places that burn wood to generate electricity and municipal wastewater treatment plants that clean up our water by getting all the biological nasties out of there. Oh, right? Um, but it's fertilizer. So uh-huh. how, how can you recycle that? And yeah. In the right amounts and in the right situations, it was a great um, partnership. So I got to go back out to all the farmers that I knew, and yeah. I knew tons of them at that point, and, and help them navigate the path to taking these materials as free fertilizer, yeah. but keeping it all within environmental Constraints. Right. So that was pretty cool. That sounds great. And then I went. Yeah. To, then I was like, okay, well, that was interesting. And then I went to graduate school because I thought I really want to be a nonprofit director. Oh, okay. So I like. I felt the pull you didn't like mission that of mission-based right.
0: That type work. Of stuff.
1: Yeah. And um,
0: so, where'd you go to school for that?
1: I went to Antioch New England Graduate School in Keene, New Hampshire. Okay. They had a Portsmouth site. It was um, eight hours a week, mm-hmm. Tuesdays from one to eight p.m. Yeah. And um, it was awesome. I loved it. Loved, yeah. loved, loved, loved it. You did. Graduated yeah. from there and started working. To so that was my real nonprofit section of my career. Right. I, I was like, for, hey,
0: that's what I want to
1: do. Yeah, I worked for the ML Society. I worked for Youth Alternatives. I worked for Opportunity Farm. I worked for um, others. Yeah, yeah you sure. You know, and that's so fantastic. it started as. You know, just special events coordinator because I had a background in special events. I used to run the common fair right? they figured I could handle a bike tour, you know, <laughs> right, right. or a regatta or something. something. like that. Yeah, sure. So I did that and then I got done. Then yeah. I was like, that was 15 years of doing that. I'm like, okay. I'd be all right with, I never saw another special event because they are so, they're fraught with details. And yeah. every detail has a deadline right. attached to it. Yeah and my
0: my wife's an event
1: planner and i uh, see
0: see her so
1: event does she do weddings she does more
0: corporate stuff okay so like what kind of what you mean it's like but
1: in the corporate world yeah oh and it's it's never ending. Those right. deadlines, you finish the event and you, you have a deadline in six weeks for next year's event.
0: Right. And you got to start getting the it's materials already starting together. Over. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, could, I, so I could see that. It, yeah. After 15 years, yeah. I'm sure it's like, okay, I'm done.
1: So then yeah. it was like, okay, what am I going to do? And I'd right. heard that people were doing this thing called professional organizing. Okay. And I'm like, Really, you can do that as a business and work for yourself, and mm-hmm. so there were a couple other things I was looking at, but that's what I landed on. And because I've been helping people organize their space since I was probably ten. Okay. Because I have a brother who I love dearly. Yes. Love my brother.
0: Yeah.
1: He's a really smart, wonderful, funny man. Yeah. Yeah, he's cool. Um, Sis, can you help me clean my room? Oh, that's so funny. And all you yeah. could see from the door to a, was was the path. <laughs> through right. the room.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I got I got I got started so yeah. You, you
0: just kind of had that in you. I've had
1: that in my in me, yeah. yeah sure. And every place I ever lived always looked cool. Like people wanted to be in the space that you that know you where yeah. they are whether yeah. it was a house share situation or I just had a room somewhere or Right. So I I knew I kind of had that right. and
0: so how did you come up with that idea, though? Did, like, was somebody like, hey, you should do this? Or no, I somebody, saw other uh, people
1: doing it. Okay. Yeah, right. I saw, yeah, I saw it being done. Right. But, um, and you are like,
0: hey, that seems pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I think
1: I could do that. Yeah. So my business, so I've been working for myself for over 16 years. Wow. And my, my business name for the first 13 years, 12 or 13 years, was All-In-Place Organizing Services.
0: Okay. Yep. All-In-Place All-In-Place, All-in-place Organizing okay. Services.
1: And it changed about... Four or five years ago, because I had people telling me, "You are your business." Me, yes. Tina. Yes, it's, and your, it's I, your name. It's and the, and yeah, my name is just... unusual enough that it was sort of it worked, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. So and then I thought, and I don't. What I started, what I realized over time, is that the jobs that I really liked were how quick could we get it done, like so. Mm. You have to have people like with kind of a deadline. a like deadline
0: from, from your experience. Yeah,
1: yeah. and yeah. Um, that sense of urgency. And mm-hmm. people who are moved... So now, my specialty, Bettina and Company, we help overwhelmed homeowners okay. who have too much stuff and not enough time Right. get their property, market ready, so it sells for top dollar fast. Right. That is exactly what I do. That's
0: right. That's your niche. That
1: is my right. niche. Yeah. You know, and what i learned, because you learn, it's like cool thing about owning your own business is you're learning constantly. Yeah. So I read a book a year ago called How to Build Your Story Brand. And this guy, Don Miller, talks about, you're not the hero of your story. Your client is. You're the guide who has a plan. Right. And I read that. I'm like, and in fact, he uses Star Wars analogies all the time throughout the book and others as well. But yeah. Yeah, you would no. love this book. No. Love it. Okay. Yeah. And um, he calls it the SB7 framework. <laughs> and the thing is, um, the different parts of it are, so you're, 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 the hero of the story is your mm-hmm. client, right. has a problem. They've got it some issue. Right. They meet a guide who has a plan, right. who calls the hero to action. You know the Obi Wan or the right. you know um, to win the day, mm-hmm. you know to not get defeated to you know so right. your isn't so you put that the cool? guy helping
0: the people so, get to that
1: yeah so yeah right. so and I realized that you know it's that really so you can mark so what I've learned about marketing is you market to a narrow niche market right. to your niche. Right. You can serve outside of your niche. So here's an example. I gave my little 30 second at a BNI meeting last summer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I did my little we help overwhelm time. And when I sat down people were like, will you help me? I'm not moving right And, and that's a fair question. Yeah. It's a really fair question. And what I've come to understand is it depends. Okay. The reason I help people who are moving is because they have, I'm going to say something scarier than me hanging over their head. Right. If you're not moving, you're not as motivated to get rid of things. That's you so, want, that's you so, just so. want to put it all away. Yeah. And really what, you, what most people need to do, and I, I've, so I've got my own system for organizing. First you sort, okay. then you organize, and yeah. then organizing is put a, putting a system in place. Right. And then you've got to maintain it.
0: Okay. Those
1: are the three steps.
0: Now let's, sorting
1: let's, has to come first
0: okay yeah let's talk about the, all those for a second okay. so sorting are you, you're just talking about literally making piles of stuff
1: so you're ta- we're talking about take any space yeah. like, it could even be a junk drawer in fact I urge people that are completely overwhelmed to start really small Yeah. I mean if we're there to help them then that's different but if they're doing this on their own, I can tell them how to do it. But I yeah. don't want them to get overwhelmed. They're already overwhelmed.
0: Yeah, sure.
1: So first, you have to sort before you can put a system in place. So, Makes in fact, Kate Elizabeth, I'll never forget getting a phone call from a, a friend. And I had helped she and her former partner organize their house. They had moved in. They wanted to. So we did gotcha. it all.
0: Yeah, get it all set up. Right. Okay.
1: Um, but it's hard to people that are not moving. Don't they want to keep more stuff. You know, then they're oh, okay. like, I, I, I might use it. that.
0: Well, yeah. Well, it's easier and to then, say, I'll just, just leave it there. Right? right, right. You should see my basement.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and you know, stuff doesn't, it's quiet. Yeah. It sits quietly in the background, mm-hmm. you know? But do you want to pay to move that stuff? Right. So that's why I love people who are moving because... They will love me. So at the end of the day, we all want to be loved, right? And I am no different than that. I am in this because I love my people. Right. I do absolutely love them. And in return, I want to be loved. Right. If I'm pushing you too hard, you are not going to love me. Why would you? Right. Doug, really, you've got way too much stuff. Here's the example. I'm in Cape Elizabeth. Mm -hmm. So this friend moves out into a new situation, a cute little apartment yeah and she i i she calls me up and said i'm ready to have your help and i said <laughs> the deadline i said okay are you really ready like i'm about to pull in my driveway i should turn around and come to your house right now because i'm not ready <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and she said yes she yeah. really had put her okay. big girl pants on that day yeah, so and Kathleen wasn't coming home for a few hours so i had a few hours so i drove to cape elizabeth yeah. and i walk in really cute place she had all these boxes and she said now i know how you work And I've already sorted this, this is what I'm keeping. I just want your help putting a system in place. And I looked around and I looked at her and I looked around again and I said, okay, not in this lifetime, (laughs) it's (laughs) not gonna fit.
0: Right?
1: It's that the physics of it are not like, we're never gonna get to the end of putting this away because there isn't enough room. Yeah, gotcha. So every organizing job has to start with a sort.
0: With a good sort. What
1: stays. Okay. What goes, yeah. what lives elsewhere. Right. So she thought I was going to tell her she had to get rid of stuff. She thought and you were to um, come
0: over and play Tetris and put it all right. Put it all away for you.
1: Right. Yeah. And then when I said, "Oh no, not that's not possible," right. And then, she, but I said, "You know," she's like, "But I love my books and I love my technology," and I'm like, "Okay, so maybe it just you can love it." But do you need to have it in this stage of your life? Like, how long are you going to be here? A year or two? Right. Do you really need your literature books out for the next few years? Maybe you keep them. But we, she had eaves in this place, so we were able to Stop keep. In there. Yeah. But not. But still, even so, there's always. Oh, this belongs to somebody else. This just got put down right. here. Oh, I can't find the match to that. These I've, don't I've, fit I've anymore. Moved this I've, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So there's always stuff to go away, and I like to think in the rule of thirds. Roughly, a third you're done with. A third just got put down here for now. You're keeping it. It has value, but it doesn't belong here. Right. And then, then you're left with the third. That but now it, we yeah. can put a system in place because okay. we have a reasonable amount of stuff. Doesn't that make sense? It
0: makes total sense. Absolutely. So when you get to the organizing phase, then... Then you're using a different party. Your- right. It's much it is easier, easier. When, when it's sorted properly.
1: Yeah. Oh, my now, God, yes.
0: Now, as your service, like, do you... Uh, like do you take stuff to the dump for people or do you hire somebody? I Nadia do not do
1: do? leave piles behind unless I have to. Right. Um so I so I drive a Ford Transit Connect van because you can put a lot in it. Love I it. mean I used yeah. to fit it all in a Subaru but now I like Biggie sized. (laughs) Um,
0: Those things are cool. They are. Yeah, yeah.
1: you can also camp in
0: it. We do that too. Um,
1: So I do. I do the Goodwill runs. Okay. I do that, and you know I am for anything that helps people let go of stuff. So, Mm -hmm. and what I've come to learn over doing this for what 16 years, baby boomers have more trouble than anyone letting go of stuff mm. and i'm like yeah. hello gray hair i'm yeah. a baby boomer okay yeah. now i'm on the tail end you hear that mom yeah right you
0: with it <laughs>
1: <laughs> right exactly well but here's the thing baby boomers grew up they're programmed to keep things because we grew up hearing they don't make it like this anymore right you can never have too many of these right you ready I paid good money for that. Yep, yep. And, and it still worth something. This will be useful someday. <laughs> right. As reasons to keep things we don't even use or love.
0: Right. Yeah, Three we grew up th- here and thought of like, for years and years, and, yeah. but,
1: and we're sorting. And these are the reasons to keep things that are broken, obsolete, and redundant. Are you kidding me? That's the tip of the iceberg. Baby boomers' roots run deep in the keeping of things. Right. We're the keeper of the family heirlooms. We grew up with parents it's that true. had china and silver. Do true. we use china and silver? Most of us not, it rarely if ever. Yeah, but we're inheriting all our parents' stuff, right? And they don't make it like this anymore. Is that stuff worth anything? Well, you know, supply and demand says right. not so much. Because yeah,
0: I've heard like a lot of that stuff is just no, because, in recent years. Because it's not, you, not
1: because the millennials it's don't want it, it. the yeah. Gen Xers don't want it. You know, yeah. like we, we're our lives are different. Nobody's our lives for. are different. Yeah. My baby boomer life is different than my parents' life. Right. So, but you know, we we had many of us had siblings, had multiple siblings. Right. So two things go along with that. Number one is. You do not touch your sibling's stuff, okay? <laughs> yeah. And if your yes. parents didn't enforce yeah. that rule, your sibling did, right, okay? Right. So I'm going to come back to that in a second. Yeah. The other thing is that you pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You are responsible for your stuff, okay? So how does that play out now with baby boomers? I'm helping your mom go through her house, right. and there's a box. And she says, oh, that's... that." That was my brother's stuff. Mm-hmm. Or that was my aunt's stuff. Right. And she's not here anymore, you not know? Yeah, and sure. I'll be like, okay, so, you know, can it go? No. Why not? It's not mine. Right. It's not mine to give away. They could. They, baby boomers hang on to things for people they don't even love. That's and they true. hang on to stuff they don't even love. Right. Because they don't feel like they have the authority, permission to give it away. I do do a little Daily Dose of Life Simplified and my one the other day said, in fact my mother, she typed back, I'll tell you. The, day, the Daily Dose said, um, just in case you need it, Doug, you have my permission to give it away. <laughs> <laughs> and I got so many people Nicely, emailing, yeah, thank yeah. you Bettina, thank you Bettina. My that's mother, so, my so mother emails me back and she's like, I don't think I needed it. <laughs> <laughs> or I didn't ask <laughs> for it. Yeah. Exactly. So she was yeah. not like, she, yeah. she didn't love that one. Usually she likes what I write, but that one, no, no, no. Yeah. But, um,
0: I can imagine that's gotta be some hard, conversations to have with people, you know?
1: And so think about, and See, so that's
0: why I hire people like you. Right. I don't want to have those. No,
1: people. you I don't. Have, I gotta have
0: too many of those anyway.
1: <laughs> you don't. And yeah. people need to hear it more than once. Yeah. And I tell people, you know what? I really am nice. And I, and the awesome thing about working with people who are moving is, if it's really important to you, I will just pack it. Mm-hmm. Easy, done. It gets out of right. it. So my, right. what? So I have skin in the game. When I am in a, a client's house and if they're getting it ready for market, I am. I know what's possible and I know what needs to be done. Right. So, I've got skin in the game. So, I'm not, I don't even want to spend a lot of time going down memory lane. I, I will because I love my people and sometimes that helps them. But um, sometimes people just tell me what's important because it's so sensitive, it's so close for them, they can't even do it themselves. Right. And then in that case, I become them. Right. I'm like, okay, Elizabeth, I'm now you. I know books are important. I know never throw away a photograph. And I know you love all things hippo. Right. Got it. And then we just pack it. So because, again, I've got to sort. I've got to get things out. And the funny thing is people don't know what a professional organizer is. And for years I've been saying I'm a professional organizer. So now I've taken to – now I don't even give myself a title. Founder and chief organizer. That (laughs) doesn't mean anything either. Yeah. stager. And I never, I never use the word stager mm-hmm. because here's what would happen. I would say, they'd say, what are you doing? I'm like, I stage houses. And they look at me that are going on the market. So they sell for top dollar fast. All true. Right. Yeah. They look at me like, oh, I didn't know you were a stager. Do you right. know what they're thinking?
0: Interior design. They
1: are thinking yeah. I have a whole warehouse full of stuff that oh, right. I'm going to bring in. Yes. to like, and I'm yeah. like, and I'm you're not,
0: watching HGTV. I'm there,
1: not yeah. that kind of a stager. I stage by removing things. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I gotcha. Because
1: most people have... We can use what's there. Often, so
0: Oftentimes, that's the best way to stage it. Absolutely. Sometimes well, I'm standing in a house going, geez, can we just move you out?
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, and sometimes we do. Yeah. So I had a client a uh, couple weeks ago who... Pretty good sized house, knew there was some big antique furniture in there that what she wasn't gonna take and it was valuable stuff. So she got an auctioneer or somebody who was gonna take care of selling it for her, mm-hmm. move it out. Yeah. And that left some gaps in this big room. And so the realtor says to me, I'm not sure what we're gonna do with this room. Yeah. And at my first time through they had a buyer. So I wasn't really looking at staging the house because they had a buyer. Right, you were just I helping. was just you there to like, help let's get out. You no, know, yeah. I was just there to help right. the homeowner right with her plans so the next time i'm there it's like oh no that deal fell through now we have to put it on the market i'm like oh okay so this is a different set of circumstances and the realtor says what i don't know what you're going to do and i'm thinking to myself i don't either but i'm not worried i'm going to show up and we're going to figure it out Well, we moved a high boy out of the kitchen and we we hung the picture over here we moved her furniture around right and
0: found the best uses for it. I,
1: you know what i have to tell you i think it's even better than it was before and that's i right. think and she's still there she's going to be there till it sells yeah so that's the other thing is you got to kind of walk that line of this right. is you know I run this, into
0: that a lot too like well i need that yeah you
1: know, yeah okay.
0: well let's find a new spot for it
1: right yeah <laughs> yeah so it so it's i love the challenge i love the, that i can make it you know yeah. i, I could just pack it right um
0: um Question for you that just popped into my head as far as, like, getting rid of stuff. Mm-hmm. Are there, um, or what kind of organizations do you use to get rid of stuff? Like, I've heard a lot about, like, there's charity organizations or whatever that will come get stuff, or I'm assuming you utilize any any means necessary. Pretty
1: Whatever is important to you. So right. some people... Uh, have charities that are near and dear to their heart. There's there's one in Portland called St. Elizabeth's. And okay. I've had a few people really love them because they don't sell the stuff. They just give mm-hmm. it to people who need it. Yeah. And they, they have like a weekly yard sale i mean they organize it they stage it they put it out and then you know people who need stuff come in and they just get to walk away with it so right. that's i love goodwill because they have drive-ups you right. know like yeah. i'm like i'm there,
0: i was there yesterday dropping off some stuff and yeah it's easy. yeah you just pull
1: it's, up it is easy and yep. so i'm for any any means necessary right,
0: whatever whatever way yep. Yep. yeah yeah okay all right good and uh excellent
1: and if it's near and dear then well, I mean, sometimes we go way out of our way to make that happen. But, you know, again, it's baby boomers part of the... Uh, so I call it the baby boomers dilemma. <laughs> the baby boomers dilemma yes. is, is our attachment. To, like, where would all this stuff come from? Right. You know, I don't even... I can't let go of it.
0: Yeah, and I don't think uh, um, oftentimes I don't even know how it piled up. Right. Oh my goodness, where where all those? And it's not
1: just baby boomers. We've done a pretty fair job of handing some of those traits off to our offspring, but. But I'm telling you, uh, uh, when I work with younger couples or, you know, they think nothing of pulling a dumpster up and just just clean sweep.
0: Yeah, I've heard that. Well, I think also the baby boomers you probably work a lot with now because that's the demographic that's downsizing. And they've been in the houses for 25 years. And
1: like the longer you stay someplace, the more you fill it up. And, you know, and and a house can look pretty nice on a day-to-day basis and still have a lot in it. And you walk yeah. in and people are like, and, but the owner knows. Yeah. And they're looking around. So the realtor walks in and thinks, oh, this is this is lovely. It's mm-hmm. well-maintained. It's nicely decorated. It's clean. checking off all the boxes of getting a house on the market. Right. And you can't figure out why your client is like twitching. Right. Because <laughs> they know... How much storage? They they know the basement. They know the attic. Yeah, they know the barn. They like know where
0: the heck and they exactly.
1: Yeah. And yeah. what am I going to take? And what am I going to do with my aunt's precious heirloom china or furniture? Or I mean that like, it's a re- it's a real problem. Right. It's a real problem, and I think the solution starts with understanding it and yeah. having compassion. Sure. So I've been doing some uh, like lunch and learns. Yeah. For realtors. Really yeah. fun. Yes, great. And I'm like, I I want to tell you everything I know about staging. Yeah. So you can be, you're, you know, you can, and you've got to like, like, I'm sure in realtor training 101, they <laughs> tell this anyway, which is travel in the judgment-free zone. Right. But, you know, we all... Oh, totally. We, yeah, yeah. But there, you have to sort of remind yourself of that sometimes. Right. Because you can... Some of us can do that eat more easily in some parts of our area and some of us. So, you know, when it comes to people and their stuff, maybe your house is neat and tidy and you walk in and, like, you want nothing to do with a listing that is not ready to go. Right. You know? I mean, some realtors are like that. and
0: Been there, but, yeah, you got to, you know, you, you know, we, we have to think it through. But it's good to hear, like, we got to make sure... You know, try to step into their shoes. Right. Like, like I, I know what you mean. Like, they're instantly thinking, like, where the heck am I to put this? Right. You know, and, and all
1: that. And I and tell sure. people, when you're feeling overwhelmed, you, you know... They're even worse. They're, like, <laughs> they are totally. And, yeah. and those are really, like... So, I want to I give away everything I know. I want to get myself in front of every realtor that I can and tell them, these are the must-dos. So, yeah. I even have a list. I just did a nice new little email pdf yeah you know so like doug if you don't have a set of uh, a checklist for staging tips that you can give your clients yeah that has your name on it give them mine okay put your name on it i don't care i'll uh, but like
0: i'll get i'll get a copy of that yeah you. Like email, and like we can i can put a link to it or, or and people you know. need
1: to hear things more than once you right. know so right. this is pretty soft you right. know, this is just uh, you know, mulch your gardens. Make sure you're, you know, uh, I mean I do it um, from the curb, starting from the curb. Right. So, it's the all the exterior. And, yeah, sure. and then I do uh um, an, an overall interior and then I go sort of room by room. Yeah. And I mean that and that's a first step, you know. I've sure. got but when you know, so I I really want to give all that away cuz the jobs that that I love are when I really need to sort of link arms with my seller
0: and just roll up sleeves and and go. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. and just tell. I keep, you know, I I, 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 tell them all the time. it's all going to work out, just beautiful. It's going to be, It's going to work out. Well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you think about selling a home, selling something you paid a lot of money for, selling something you've got a huge investment in, right? Sell, selling something and in the market that goes up yeah. or yeah. down. Time memories in.
0: And yeah. Absolutely. Really.
1: And, yeah. and 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 I'm okay with people being sad about it, and it still being a good thing. Right. You know, it's if you weren't sad, how how. Good was the time that you were here. Right,
0: exactly. You know? it's sort of yeah, like you almost, you almost should be.
1: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I so I I bring a lot of that to the process. Right. Because it's a very emotional process. And Yeah,
0: yeah, you gotta, gotta work around. You gotta yeah, like and, and sometimes
1: yeah. I'm the general contractor, you right. know, sometimes I'm hiring the painter. Right. You know, sometimes I'm hiring the mover, okay. you know, we might do, we do a lot of sorting and packing, but sometimes, you know, if it's a whole library, you know, if th- there are ways that it makes more sense for somebody else to do it, I'm all about, like, I am, how quick can we get this done? Right. Be- and yeah. the way that's going to keep... Here's the
0: deadline, what it, yeah, let's do it.
1: Let's do it. Yeah. Not like, how long can we drag this out? That being said, I love it when people start early. Right. You know, you want to sell in a year and you want to start now? Awesome
0: i can see that yeah a little bit every month or whatever. yeah and some yeah. people
1: are good that way
0: i have uh so many people wait until the last night it's amazing. it's amazing yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been thinking about selling for six months but here I've got two weeks yeah
1: <laughs> but you know what yeah. on the other hand you love that because it's like okay that, that a house, it's, it's sort of like yeah, yeah. A, like my friend yeah. like how serious are you because I'll be at your house in 10 minutes yeah, yeah. You know? let's go yeah, and yeah. I'm you know what, and I do that all the time I get calls from people and I'm like well if I'm talking to you now it means I have five minutes right. <laughs> yeah. well how long does it take to get to your house you right. know because I and that's you know, I, I'm kinda of funny. I like to be funny, you know, mm. I like to have fun, I like to, you yeah. know, mix it up and but I also am testing to see how what's this gonna be like. Yeah. You know, and some people are not I'm not for them. Right. And that's fine, they yeah, can be perfectly happens. lovely yeah. people and yeah. I'm not for them, that's, you know? Yeah. yeah, and that's fine. Right. And, I, but I, and I know other people. So right. if I'm not for you, I might know someone who is. Perfect. So I had this other organizer. So I get calls from organizers all the time, people that want to get in the business. Oh, and they're right. like-
0: Trying to yeah, pick your brain or whatever. Yeah.
1: I'm like, pick away, you know, let's yeah. have coffee. Sure. And then they'll, they'll you know, and, and eventually at some point I'll say, you know, well, come work with me, see what it's like. And they're like, really? you do that? I'm like, absolutely. Yeah. So I had this gal, she has her own business now. She's got her own, she goes to her own BNI. And she's um, Trisha Scott and okay. she's get tidy with Trish. All right. And uh, we had done a bunch of work together. So I like, cause I staff up for the job. Okay. And it's how big is the job and how tight is the deadline? Right. You know? And the highest and best use of my time is running the show. Sure. The highest and best use of my clients' time is making decisions, not executing them. That's gotcha. what we're there for. Right. So Trish has been on a bunch of jobs with me. And she was getting her new logo. And I'm like, this is great. This is awesome. And she's like... <laughs> she says um, her tagline was compassionate organizing. Yeah. Now, she had done a lot of work with me at the time that this was all rolling out. Yeah. And I'm like what is that saying about me? (laughs) (laughs) But she is very compassionate. She's lovely and she's, you know, So it's something
0: you guys as an industry, it's almost like you work together a lot. All absolutely, yeah. I need this, I need this, you know, makes sense. It's a good way to do it.
1: One of my favorite jobs, in fact, on my website, I have this great little video interviewing one of my clients. Her name is Hope Jacobson Mm -hmm. and another organizer gave the realtor my name because, um, uh, the organizer the realtor said so we need this place done by Sunday yeah and the organizer i forget her name at the moment but she's lovely yeah and she said oh then you need to call Patina <laughs> <laughs> you do yeah. not want me you want Bettina. Right right, yeah, yeah. and so sure and i talked to the realtor monday i met with hope monday afternoon and we started on tuesday and we had that place ready for an open house on Sunday. Oh it's not Sunday. And I mean it was a basement, it See, was that's a garage. And
0: it was like get this And down.
1: you know what? Yeah. There was a painter who wasn't mine. No. Uh, but I had like four people. So here's hope. And it's August and they're trying to get the house on the market before Labor Day. And um and I I like she did not pack one thing. she's a lawyer and she understood that I was in charge
0: okay (laughs) and I was like
1: highest and best use is making decisions right so but at one point she said to me and I loved her like we got along so great love love loved her she said to me she's like Bettina she said she had two boys eight and ten and she said she said I have to go to the grocery store I got to feed these kids you know Right. and I'm like I I knew if she was gone to the grocery store she would not be gone like three hours I knew she was like Dying to get out of there. Sure. And I'm like, make a list. And I'm sending one of my people because <laughs> <laughs> I can't afford to lose you right. for three hours. Yeah, We're yeah. Like, and so, she, and she did.
0: Yeah. You go shop. Yeah, shop. I had one of my so people
1: funny. go to the ground. Wow. It was like the Mill Creek Hannaford's. Yep. Because yep. uh, Hope was over in. Um, that,
0: that's so fun. Yeah,
1: it was crazy. And yeah. we did it. And, and Hope like talks about the whole thing. She flew me, she was moving out of state. She flew me to Pennsylvania
0: to help you to, uh, help, to help her uh, yeah. get
1: set up in her new place isn't that correct that was like yeah yeah
0: well that's, that says a lot about you and your, your work ethic your relationship with people i mean it comes out in your personality i can tell that you uh, love what you do
1: i really do yeah, it's crazy awesome. um,
0: yeah so i guess on the lastly um how does it work like let's say somebody's sitting there watching this thinking geez you know i'm making a move i gotta talk to you right how do they get in touch with you? You got a
1: website? Oh, of course, yes, yeah, website. What, what's
0: your website?
1: Um, You can get there either way. My name, BettinaBlanter.com, okay. or Bettina Company. So my, I call my so business you've got both. Okay. Bettina and Company. Right. So both, I think BettinaBlanchard.com is a domain and the other is a forwarder. But okay, And um, yes, yeah, so you know you've arrived in the right place when you see a really calm looking setting, kind of like this, only it's a living room. right? And it says your boxes are packed your house is as clean as it's ever been, and all you have left to do is pick a buyer from a pool of qualified applicants. Nice. This I love could that. be your reality. That's great. And it's like that's the start. That's how you know you're in the yes. right place. Okay, so. that's great. Yeah, and there's tips. Scroll to the bottom because nowadays that's what we do. Oh, there is.
0: So there's a lot of tips. Oh yeah, yeah. Go to the bottom. Resource. I have it'll a, be, a, a, a homeowner's
1: guide to selling well. Oh, great. Okay, good. Yeah, that's on there. So
0: people can pick that up. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm assuming your contact information is right on the website. That's yeah, the place, and I place, and place I'd to
1: love you. to do moving plan. I call them moving plan meetings,
0: right.
1: and they're free. Okay, like the, get I me, come so. get right. eyeballs on your, and I'll just. I tell people all the time. I could just if you if you're a DIY kind of person, have me over. But you don't really right. kind of you've never done this before. You haven't done it in a while. Like, and people take me up on this. I love that. I get to come walk through your place and give you a punch list. I'm right. like, okay, this is what you need to do. And if you can right. only handle a few things at a time, do these three things next, and then call me call you when you the get rest. there. Yeah. Like, call me on the phone. Okay, Bettina, I've done those three things, now what do I do? Right. And I'll be like, okay, well, take a picture of this and send it to me, so I know blah, blah, blah. And then, like, I could just tell people over the phone what to do. Right. And I love it when they do it. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah, I had a gal last week, I so I went to look at this place, and I'm like, this place is beautiful, and, this woman is was on it. I mean, yeah. she was on it. I didn't think she needed me the realtor did and she kind of did, but Right. There were a beautiful house. There were two ceiling oopses. So two little watermarks on the ceiling oh, that needed easy but effects. everything easy was effects, yeah. but she was going to leave them. Okay. And then her laundry was in the basement and the stairs to the basement there was not a light. The walls, everything was beautiful in this house except the wall a few she was on a few things that but the stairs to the basement and I said, I would paint these walls and I would paint the stairs and the floor to the basement had been painted, but it was chipping. Okay. okay? Yeah. So it yeah. was red and and I said and she had a window right over the washer dryer. Mm-hmm. And I said, Okay, we want to turn this from washing machine is in the basement to laundry room. Right. So I said, paint the walls. They were dark green. She painted Bright them white. Yeah, yeah and even without a light that made without just the moment you open the door it's amazing how much that helps yeah. and then we got a painter to come in um fresh coat of portland came in and they did the stairs and the basement floor okay. beautiful i said to her get a light for over the washer dryer all she had was a one oh, one of those bulb. Yeah, sure. and, I'm, and she's like so i got the light i don't know how to plug it in so i'm like i have one i'll be right over she lives in my hood so i brought over one of those little screw-in plugs yeah and we she and i hung the light um, yeah. plug it in turn it on they painted the floor and she was like i i'm telling you it was a, it was hardly a job for me there right the money went to the painter which yeah. was where the money needed to go i right. said you, you cannot Somebody sell can a house Absolutely. with two oopses and a perfectly beautiful house you don't want to leave that right you know we did a little work in the daughter's room and then we cleaned that's a
0: That's a big thing, yeah.
1: Cleaning, 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 cleaning. If you don't do anything else, clean your house. It wants to be cleaner than it's ever been, ever. Right. I don't care if you're moving out. People do not want to see your dirt and your germs. I want the ovens clean. I want the fridges, use a magic eraser sponge. I want the windows clean. I want the overhead light fixtures and the fans clean. I want the switch plates clean. Obviously the surfaces, the floors and the counters and all that, but.
0: And that stuff that you'll do we well, do or, that yeah, We yeah no e- either way
1: usually we do it because regular cleaners don't do deep cleaning right. the commercial cleaners do wipe, businesses down. Yeah. yeah so we okay. come in and we just like you'll do the deep clean we do the deep clean that's fantastic yeah it's, really, it's i love my magic eraser sponges right. <laughs> <laughs> they are magic <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, well, great, this was fun. This is a blast, yeah. thank you for having yeah. me. Oh,
0: anytime, we'll do more. We will, I yeah.
1: got more ideas. Awesome, Yay!
0: Good. Um, so hey guys, I hope this was helpful. Um, if you have questions or want to reach out to Bettina, just check out our website, it's BettinaBlancher.com mm-hmm. or BettinaCompany.com, yep, com. either one. Check those out, either one, you can, get it. you can call her, text her, check out our website, email from there, there are a lot of good tips there, all that kind of stuff. Um, so enjoy and reach out or just comment on whatever you're looking at, and, and uh, we'll comment back. Um, thanks. Have a great day. And remember, if you're going to make main your home, you don't have to do it alone. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Make Maine Your Home podcast. If you enjoyed it, please be sure to subscribe to it, uh, rate it, and of course, share it. Uh, you can also check out the video version on my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash make your home. Um, I also want to give a special shout out to Portland Podcast. They're uh, Maine's first podcasting studio. I dump all these files right in their lap and you know they're able to make it happen with ease. So uh, thanks to them. And uh, thanks again for listening. Have a great day and we'll see y'all soon. I guess I can't